Hi everyone, this is James Eakin. You are listening to episode 97 of the Warrior's Way podcast. If you're listening to this as it comes out, we are still living with the lockdown and social isolation and social distancing of the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're like me, you're probably wondering where normal went and when or if it will be back. And don't get me wrong, some things I hope don't come back And in a lot of ways, I'm really hoping that the silver lining in all of this is that we will have jettisoned a lot of the garbage in our way of living that doesn't really suit us all that well. Because let's face it, the system and a lot of attitudes were busted and had been for a long time. And this new perspective could change the world for the best. Also, changing is the way we view training and what that means. Training doesn't stop just because you're at home. There is plenty that you can do. If you're looking for some things to do, you can head over to patreon.com and search for the Warriors Away podcast there. I've been adding new instructional videos pretty much every week, and there are a whole bunch of them that you can watch now for free as my personal encouragement to you to keep up your training. And for those who want to subscribe and support the work I'm doing both here at the Warriors Way podcast as well as the instructional videos on Patreon, there are plenty of supporter-only videos for you to check out as well. And I would be forever in your debt. So head over there and see what is going on. I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. And as for this COVID-19 business, stay strong, stay smart, stay awesome, and just stay healthy. So before I get started, I am actually recording this on the back deck of the house, hoping that you're going to pick up some of the ambient sounds, because I think it fits in quite well with what we're going to talk about today. Because it is a pretty nice day. There are chickens doing their thing not too far away from me. There's birds and bugs, and wind, and lots of cool stuff. I just hope it doesn't start to rain. (laughs) So let's get going. Few people understand the life-enriching power of isolation quite like monks and nuns. Ladro Jendun has long been drawn to an isolated life, and after visiting monasteries for a few years, became an ordained Buddhist monk at Gampo Abbey four years ago. The isolated community perches on a cliff in Pleasant Bay, just north of the Cape Breton Highlands National Park. It's about a three-hour drive from Sydney, Nova Scotia. About 20 people live there, ranging in age from 23 to 83. From his office, Jendun sees alder trees, windswept black spruce, and beyond that, the ocean. On the day he spoke to the CBC, snow had just fallen and a fog hid much of the world. Robins and flickers flitted around the grounds looking for breakfast. And Jendun says monks and nuns seek the communal isolation of monastic life to deepen their understanding of the nature of reality. To do that, you need to be away from a lot of the things that distract us from the sometimes challenging but powerful work of opening your hearts, he says. This boredom with oneself. 
When he first entered the monastery, he was surprised by how quickly his body lost the rhythm of clocks, electric lights, and calendars, and found the older schedule of sun rising and setting, the moon waxing and waning, and the seasons blooming and dying. Wearing a monk's plain robe, he lost the ability to express himself through clothes, or through the performance of being human in front of other humans. He missed buying things or stopping for coffee in a cafe. He missed distancing himself with news, music, or TV shows. But he still didn't feel truly isolated. It's almost like you're not alone because you're constantly with yourself, he says. I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that right now. This boredom with oneself. It was a really powerful experience because I had to learn how to be friends with myself. I had to learn how to love myself. I think that's one of the biggest things we do on a spiritual path. But over time, that boredom with himself was replaced with a fascination with the freedom to explore the human condition. I could actually go deeper into that and discover something about reality, to discover something about my mind. At this point, I find it incredibly liberating. For those of us unexpectedly living a similar isolation during the COVID-19 lockdown, he says it may be hard to see the positives, as what we have lost is clearer than what we can gain. He urges us to be soft and gentle with ourselves. If you need to rest, rest. If you need to feel sad, feel sad. If you find joy, enjoy it. This whole experience has created a huge pause for us and made us slow down. And that's really wonderful. But people are dying. People are sick. People are losing loved ones, he says. And so the pause is not just a vacation. It's also a really poignant time to think about what's important about life. How do we want to move out of this? There's no going back to what was before. He warns the return to regular life may be difficult. He first left Gampo Abbey to share pizza with friends and family. What was once a familiar experience became a bright, noisy chaos that overwhelmed him. That was a groundless experience. I started to ask myself, what are you doing? If you can't even have pizza with your family, what is going on? He found taking a moon's eye view helped. He stopped seeing things from his own perspective and instead looked at everyone at once. His own discomfort faded into the broader celebration. At the same time, I can feel how familiar it feels to be really caught up in trying to look right, trying to seem cool, trying to seem like this or that type of person. And I don't miss that at all, he says with a laugh. I feel whole in a really deep way because I don't need to distract myself from myself. Little has changed at the remote monastery. At the abbey, they live alone in a retreat cabin, but they also head to town to buy food and supplies for the others. No one else enters or leaves. Gendon says they are all deeply attuned to the wider world. We can all feel what everyone in the world is going through now. We can feel a sense of fear and anxiety that all beings are experiencing right now. And I think it's important to touch into that and allow ourselves to experience what humanity is going through, he says. They've noticed how fear and anxiety spreads 
faster and wider than the virus. We're taking this attitude that if those things can spread very quickly, it's the same thing for things like compassion and love and understanding. Meanwhile, 500 kilometers to the southwest, the Orthodox Hermitage of the Holy Annunciation sits on an old hilltop farmstead overlooking the La Havre River near New Germany, Nova Scotia, and three monks live inside. Monastics are not naturally drawn to self-isolation and social distancing. It might be a bit of a misnomer out there that we're antisocial, says Father Nathaniel, who, like others at the Hermitage, goes by one name. The truth is the opposite. We're very social. It's just with the bigger society out there, we've found something better. Father Jean-Baptiste agrees. Five years ago, he lived in a nice house overlooking Halifax Harbour and had a good job. But he felt called to isolation and followed that into a monastic life. For him, it was about embracing a richer and deeper experience. I tasted something that was so much greater, a love, a peace of God that I felt. Monks are like naive teenage lovers. We just jump right in and follow that hope that we felt. He says that deliberate entrance into isolation differs greatly from the unwanted COVID lockdown around the world. He believes unordained people can also embark upon what he calls the last adventure humankind can do. That adventure is not going around and finding entertainment, finding distractions, but it's putting aside all the ambitions we have, putting aside all the possessiveness of the world, no longer being a slave to that, but becoming a true hobo, a true wanderer, Jean-Baptiste says. He notes they are isolated from the wider world, but not from each other a situation many families and roommates are now experiencing. He says living together in close quarters is actually one of the hardest parts of monastic life, not the isolation. And this is where people will learn they're not maybe as perfect as they thought they were, Nathaniel says. They're going to annoy other people and it's going to be their fault and they're going to have to ask for forgiveness. And this is going to be good. If we can all manage that, I'm not perfect and neither are you, and that's okay. While many of us experience lockdown as a loss, loss of work, of school, of socializing, of parks, the secret is to focus on the potential gain, the monks say. In my experience, spiritual growth has only ever happened in alone time. It's never happened for me in a larger social group, Nathaniel says. I would say this is a perfect time for people to go inward a little bit and do some spiritual searching. This is precisely the situation where something like this can get done very meaningfully. To do that, they recommend creating a sacred space in in your home, a corner where you can choose isolation, even during lockdown, and use it to pray or meditate. Live here and now not in, an, in a mourned past or an imagined future. That means to resolve that we're in isolation right now. We have this horrible pandemic. Some of us are laid off or there isn't even work to go to at the moment. 
we're at home. Jean-Baptiste says, it's self-abandonment. You're abandoning yourself to the situation at hand and you're living in the present. So that is from a recent article I found on the CBC News website. And I think it's a fantastic article with lots of really good insights into what we've all been going through from a really interesting perspective. Now, I'm not a Zen Buddhist monk, but I nearly was. And I've spent my share of time in temples and in retreats. And I can tell you that this background really set me up for success in this lockdown. You see, like the monks they talked about in the article, I'm pretty okay with being told to stay away from others. (laughs) And as they say in Zen, to retreat within. For me and my training, especially over the past couple years, the focus has really been on going deeper into who this James Eek guy is. What is he made of? And I'm talking in a way that's different from what I figured out from my four decades of martial arts and all my time being forced to live in a hole in the ground and how to meet with and destroy the enemy as a combat arms army officer. Sometimes what we really need Heck, maybe all the time. What we need is to slow down and examine who we really are. And that can only come when we have the absence of so-called things to do. Sometimes what we need the most in order to heal ourselves and our world is to get more in touch with the world we have become separated from. To plant a garden. To listen to the birds. To just breathe, to see the sun rise, to watch the leaves change, to see cherries growing on the tree, to watch the wind blow, to see blossoms come out and figure out why exactly we hadn't noticed this all likely since the time we were children. Let's face it, if anything, this pandemic has been a message to all all of us to look at our lives in this tiny planet we are all living on together to see things differently and to start to understand how to make it all better better as i've found means simpler it means doing all of the things that many of us have started to do to become more self-sufficient whether it is to get a few chickens start a beehive plant a garden read more, meditate, figure out how to get in better shape without that gym membership, how to practice our martial arts by actually taking ownership and understanding that we need to do the work ourselves, whether it is in our condo or in the park, and that your teacher, as valuable as they are, are responsible for turning on the lights that cast away the darkness and to point the direction to go. But the work of it The walking in that direction is up to us alone. Success or failure is something we each own. It isn't our instructor who's responsible for our foolishness, our laziness, our anger, or our happiness or anything else. I'm not perfect. Not by a stretch. And neither are you. Nobody is. We all make stupid mistakes. We all screw up, we all hurt people, we all have moments of greatness and moments of, well, the exact opposite. As much 
as I train and get deeper into it, when I'm riding my bike and a car nearly runs me off the road and the driver rolls down the window screaming at me, I still find myself telling him to do the same crude thing to himself as he's screaming at me. The difference, though, and I really believe this, is that I keep learning from it all and I keep trying to be better, calmer, more understanding, and more compassionate. That said, I've never been anybody's kicking bag, and I likely never will be. Run me off the road, and I'll probably still call you an idiot for doing it, even when I'm 120 years old and wandering around with my cane, giggling to myself like Yoda. (laughs) People keep protesting and talking about and demanding that life get back to normal. But let's be serious. What the hell was so good about the way things were before? The greed, the insensitiveness, the rushing through our lives, the relentless need for more. Sure, there were some good parts, but were those other ones? Is that what we wanted? We might not see that there was a price to be paid for all of that, but I think our planet was showing it. And just maybe the pandemic itself was a result of just that. Now you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with training? Everything. Your training is about holding up a mirror in front of yourself and seeing what is really truly there looking back. Not the self you want to see, but the you that is really in there. The you that needs work. The you that needs forgiveness. The you that you have ignored since childhood. The you that has a whole lot more questions and a whole lot more answers. Self-isolation likely isn't going to be completely over for a while. This virus is going to make our lives a whole lot different and interesting (laughs) for some time to come. And that's okay. But here's the thing. Don't waste it. Don't waste this chance to get a new and better perspective. Don't waste this change in yourself and the world. Don't waste the chance you have right now in this moment. So get at it, people. And that's all I have to say. So the question of the week. I have a martial arts school. And all we do is jujitsu and kickboxing. And I don't know what to do when all this is said and done. And I can open my doors again. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, I do. Adapt and overcome. Something I was taught in the army and I think it is valuable in this time. Let's face it, times change. That is the only constant in life. Change and you have to change with it. It is no different than being in the ring and having to go with the punches of someone better than you. You can't quit. You have to keep going. You have to adapt to the changing situation and you have to overcome it. An important thing is you cannot put people's health in jeopardy during these times. And let's face it, you can't socially distance in jujitsu or in kickboxing. But you can come up with solo drills your students can work on. 
The old masters knew what they were doing when they created all of those solo forms, whether you call them kata or whatever else. And while Bruce Lee was right, the training forms alone without any understanding what, the, what you're doing, it can be like swimming on dry land. Solo training, when done right, with understanding and drive and commitment and creativity can launch you into whole new understandings of not just combat, but of yourself and how you can train more creatively. If you need a partner or a school just so you can train, you really don't understand what training means or what it can be. So that's long and the short is be creative, be innovative, and just don't make up excuses. So there you go. Adapt and overcome. You can do it. And I think we will wind it up there. You can find me, like I mentioned at the beginning, on Patreon. There are a ton of videos there. Just search for Warrior's Way Podcast and you'll see them. A whole bunch of them are free right now to help you during this time get to do stuff by yourself. And if you want to support us, that would be fantastic. You get a gold star on your report card. You can also find me on Instagram under Eek Academy. That's the name of my martial arts school in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. And you can find the Warriors Way podcast on Facebook. And you can also find my school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts, on Facebook as well. So until next time, train hard. Have fun, be the best friend you can be, and try to make things a little bit better for others. And if you can, make them a lot better. Thanks a lot.